That's yodeling. (laughs) It's funny. It's me, Cindy, and I can yodel. It's like a superpower. Here's the thing. While I can yodel, I couldn't begin to tell you how I do it or how you would. I just, you know, did it. Probably like how Superman flew the first time, only while he got the idea from a bird, maybe. Closest I can come is I started yodeling after watching The Sound of Music. You know that song? Lonely goat herd, lay, yodelay, yodelay, That one? As far as superpowers go, though, it ranks low. You ever get asked what your superpower would be if you could pick one? It's a fun question, like, what would you do if you won a million dollars? Also, the odds are like a million to one that that's a question we'll probably never really need to answer. So let's pretend. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? A lot of people seem to like the idea of being invisible. Not me. I can't figure out the advantage of that unless you want to know if people are talking about you, and then wouldn't that just hurt your feelings or make you mad? How about super strength? Meh. I don't need that. I got a godson built like the Incredible Hulk. How about the ability to fly? I can see the appeal, although it does call in all sorts of considerations, like you'd have to be dressed appropriately, and what would the wind do to your hair? I don't mean that in a girly sort of way. Bad enough we got humidity we're finally getting a break from, but wind can wreak its own havoc. More wind than being on a sailboat? Would it be more wind than being in a convertible? How fast would you fly if you could fly? I looked up to see how fast Superman flies, or flew, whatever. I found a couple of different answers. One source said Superman is faster than the speed of light. Man, I think that's fast. According to the start of the TV show, he was faster than a speeding bullet. And I guess somebody thought it was worth noting that Superman, the ride of steel at Six Flags, can go with speeds up to 74 miles an hour. Doesn't really answer the question. Anyway, my pick would be the ability to move super fast. Like if you ever watched the TV show Bewitched, Samantha, who was a witch if you never saw it, could speed up and clean her entire house in about 30 seconds. And they had a two-story house. I'd like that. It's not that I don't want to have a clean house. I just really don't want to spend all that much time cleaning. So super speed would make it easier to commit to cleaning. You know, once I'm doing it, it's okay. It even becomes one of those satisfying jobs that makes everything clean and some even shiny. But like so many other things, it's just so hard to get started. My friend Jill was coming here for a couple of days. And even though I know she loves me enough that I didn't have to even tidy up, true friends are like that. And that's why they're true friends. But in honor of her arrival, I cleaned. And when I say cleaned, I mean cleaned. I did the full Monty of house cleaning. Windex, pledge, scrubbing bubbles, Ajax, tidy bowl. It took forever. Now it's four days later. The sheen has been dulled with the return of dust. So it's easy to ask what's the point, which inspired a poem. Oh, sheen and sparkle, you look so good. As soon as I clean off the dust from the wood. The paw and footprints that patterned the floor were gone as of Tuesday, but now there are more. Sure would be easier, but would it be mean if I embraced dust and dog hair and didn't bother to clean? That's another superpower I have. No, not just putting off cleaning. Okay, maybe that's a super skill. But like Fezzik the Giant, I have a great gift of rhyme most of the time. But you already know that if you heard my road songs. I'm not so masterful at the melody, but my lyrics are untouchable. Or at least, you know. They rhyme. Speaking of Fezzik, if Princess Bride isn't already one of your favorite movies, maybe only because you've never seen it, just promise you'll watch it soon. Trust me on this one. And if you have seen it and agree that it's one of the best movies ever made, 
Let's have a moment of silence for Fezzik and Andre the Giant. Did you see the HBO documentary on him? I recorded it, but my DVR blew up before I could watch it. Maybe it's on demand. OTV in 2018. You think about how much TV has changed. Back before TV blew up and expanded to screens everywhere, September was the new TV season. I miss that. It was very exciting. TV Guide would have a special edition that included the full grid of every new show by days of the week and network with descriptions of each show. It was, for me, a TV lover, heaven. You could see what was coming back, what was new, when it was on, and plan accordingly. Now I rely on friends and Facebook to see what I should be watching, and then I have to hunt online to find out where it is and when it is or if I can hunt it down on demand. It's exhausting and for very little reward, as plenty of what's on now is just not interesting. Have you ever noticed how many infomercials fill up hours of programming on some channels? It's stupid. If you have a TV channel, shouldn't you be able to come up with some interesting shows to fill up the time slots? Raise your hand if you scroll through the entire guide of what's on and can't find anything you want to watch. That seems almost criminal to me. Also criminal, the lack of originality. Taking a page from the movie industry, TV is way overdoing it with remakes. Take, for instance, the latest news. The TV bigwigs are going to produce a new version of Bewitched. Blasphemy. Can't they come up with a new idea? Granted, there are shows that have been, air quotes, rebooted. Same characters, same actors, which is key to the appeal like Will and Grace and Roseanne and whatever other shows they've resurrected. I can see why they work. I just saw the commercial for a rebooted return of Murphy Brown. It was a great show back in the, whatever, 80s, 90s, with characters that we loved. And so it works, or will work, maybe, because it's like a sweet reunion with your TV family. But Bewitched? Which, for the record, remains one of my all-time favorite shows, will not be a reunion. All those actors are gone, so really, what's the point? A new Endora? Stop it. A third incarnation of Darren Stevens? Please, only the original Darren was the real Darren. And Samantha, not played by Elizabeth Montgomery? What is the point? Of course, Bravo brought back Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, but with a new Fab Five. I was boycotting it, but then I started to hear it's still worth watching. That the guys are great, it's fun, and they pay homage to Tom, Cayenne, Carson, Jay, and what's his name, the food guy? Oh, yeah, 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 Ted. Anyway, optimistically, I set my DVR to record some episodes. I'll let you know what I think. You want to know what shows I love these days? Since I'm not a fan of adrenaline kicking through my veins, I don't watch anything gory or scary. No Game of Thrones, no Walking Dead, which reduces my TV options by about 87%. So I'm down to a handful of mostly comedies. I'm a huge fan of Schitt's Creek. It's S-C-H-I-T-T, apostrophe S, in case you want to look it up. Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara play the parents in a fabulously wealthy family who lose everything to the IRS after their financial guy runs off with their money. It's probably the funniest show on TV right now. And as the seasons progress, it has ventured into moments of being endearingly touching. I love the characters, but that's mostly due to the actors that play them. Like Bewitched, a remake would not work as well. The title, Schitt's Creek, is not just a clever pun, but also the name of the tiny backwater town that they have to move to. I don't know if I'm doing justice in my description, so again, just trust me and watch at least the first episode. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime somewhere. I don't know.
I also fell right in love with the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I'm not alone. The show just won a basket of Emmys for its first season. The second season's due around the beginning of the year, and they've already committed to a third. Ah, good news for fans. Like Mad Men was like time traveling to the 60s. Mrs. Maisel does the same for the 50s, making it look better than it probably was. It's about a housewife who finds herself starting to do stand-up comedy, which was beyond rare in the 50s. It definitely deserves every Emmy. It used to be that a TV show ran new episodes from September through April or May when it would go into reruns for the summer. A season was 30-something episodes. Ah, wait, remember the show 30-something? Why don't they bring that back now? They could call it (laughs) 60-something. Anyway, not only do new shows pop up whenever and wherever, but a season can be as few as six or eight episodes. You call that a season? It'll be interesting to see how Murphy Brown dresses now. Her first go-around on TV, she was seen mostly in padded shoulders, high-waisted skirts, and pantyhose. I was under the impression that the whole look is outdated, but at a lunch meeting last week, I had a conversation with some women who work at a credit union, and they were lamenting about, ready? Now that summer is over, they have to conform to the winter dress code, which includes pantyhose. Pantyhose? A dress code? What year is this? Is it just that I'm outside the corporate world, or is the requirement of having to wear pantyhose as archaic and unfair and insulting and uncomfortable as I think it is? I'd really like to know if this is a thing. Or if it's just this one business that's so backwards. And really, they can tell you what to wear? Once I got over being all shocked and indignant about their having to comply to a dress code, we went on to other subjects. One woman at our table, she's maybe in her mid-30s, she's a baby daughter, and now a serious aversion to social media. She was telling us her story. Now, she was totally hooked on posting and sharing pretty much everything she did, thought, and ate. But she had a big realization that it had become too much in her life, and she stopped. Now, as a new mom, she's putting the kibosh on family and friends sharing any photos of her baby daughter on any social media. They're not too pleased, but she's standing firm. Her thought is none of it goes away, and that when her daughter was older, she should have the right to as many or as few photos of herself online. I'm thinking if this little girl grows up to be like her mom, they're only going to be a couple or even less. I've been thinking about her experiences with and her take on social media. I've been sharing her story with friends in real time, because wouldn't it be ironic to be, you know, posting it? While plenty of people are fine with posting everything everywhere, I do admire her viewpoint, and I admire the position she took. Sometimes too much is too much. I had that similar realization about being online in general a couple of years back. I implemented screen-free Sundays... I found that the time that I would have been frittering away emailing and trolling the internet and falling down the Facebook rabbit hole became productive hours where I could accomplish other things like cleaning out the closet or pulling out watercolors and painting, maybe going out on a photo safari, maybe curling up with a good book. There are only so many hours in the day, and this felt like at least one day a week I was putting that time to better use. And it was free time, so really... It was more valuable. I try to remind myself of that as I'm totally sucked into playing that Simon's Cat game on my iPad. I'll admit to you, I'm up to level 152. (laughs) While I am popping bubbles to get the little animals escaping, 
I am burning up precious moments that I may never get back. Wait, no, I am burning up precious moments I will never get back. So I'm thinking I might have to update my commitment. That screen-free Sunday thing kind of fell to the wayside a while back. Maybe I'll use that time to be more productive. Maybe I'll spend more time honing my yodeling skills. Italy, 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 Italy. Eh, maybe not. Maybe something else. I'll talk to you later.